Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have some embarrassing moments. Okay. First one, my husband and I were driving around the city and it was pouring rain outside. We were about to pass the light rail train tracks going in both directions when the... Oh, sorry. These are embarrassing moments that these people have witnessed. Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, when the crossing gates came down, because of the light rail that was approaching, one idiot in a van decided he could make it across before the gates came all the way down. He kept on driving, but he did not make it. Instead, his vehicle was now trapped between the gates. We could see from our car that this person was panicking. Uh, yeah. His life was flashing before his eyes. In his movie mind, the rail, the light rail was about to crash into his van and drag it for dozens of yards before finally stopping. So he did what anyone would do. He violently pushed the door open and ran in the pouring rain for his life. He was halfway down the street before he stopped, turned around and noticed that the light rail was patiently waiting for him to move the vehicle. The door still open. My husband and I just about pissed ourselves laughing. <laughs> so what? It was able to stop? Yeah. No. Yeah. It was like waiting for They're him like, to move. like, dumbass, just move. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Uh, in the fourth grade, we were learning about Native Americans and had a homework assignment to come up with Native American sounding names for ourselves. I chose Spotted One because I had a lot of freckles back then. The next day, we were revealing our new Native American names. I just so happened to be sitting next to the biggest crush of my life at the time, and being a stupid 10-year-old, I thought that farting by her would make her laugh and like me. <laughs> I kept ripping ass inside of this giant teepee with all of my classmates stuck inside, and the teacher was growing more upset. <laughs> when it finally came to my turn to reveal my name and explain why I chose it, that crush of mine said, it better be oh stinky one, and everyone started <laughs> laughing at me. Panicked, I had to think of something quick. I said, oh yeah, I thought you, I thought those were bad. Wait until you smelled this one. And I tried as hard as I could to rip the loudest and smelliest fart of all time, only to completely shit my pants in front of any, everyone. Um, umbros were super popular at the time, and they did me no favors. I don't know what those are. Umbros. I don't know. I think they're like really thin, like um, wind pants or like track pants, maybe. Oh, Maybe. Uh, anyway, diarrhea was all over the floor. Kids were screaming and running out of the TP and as quick as possible. And it ended up collapsing on me alone in my poopy TP. <laughs> the teacher made everyone go outside to calm down and called my mom to come get me. I was so embarrassed and begged my mom to never make me go back to that school. It took them forever to coerce me to leave the poop tent. And <laughs> they wrapped me in towels and carried me out to the car. I was carried carried by all my classmates who were screaming at me and laughing. I remember closing my eyes and basically faking like I was dead, hoping it would all go away. <laughs> they weren't falling for it. Almost 30 years later, it still gets brought up to me at least once per year. Kids are mean. 
<laughs> oh, come on. You can't let that go. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't get an Indian name with something about poopy pants. Poopy <laughs> pants or something. <laughs> that stuck with him forever. <laughs> Next one, I saw my neighbor get a pizza delivery from two pizza guys. One must have been in training. And he must have tried to say, have a great night and thanks, guys, at the same time and ended up saying, have a great gaze. (laughs) The two guys just stopped and looked at my neighbor, just shut his door, and that neighbor was actually me. (laughs) (laughs) Next one, during a liturgy at, at the cathedral... Altar boys were kneeling attentively behind the bishop as he proceeded at the altar. With the deacon swinging the incense pot in front, as the bishop raised the monstrance to bless the people, he let out an incredibly loud fart that resounded in the ample acoustics of the building (laughs) and aimed it directly at the altar boys. Everyone heard it, no mistaking the fart's telltale sound. Thankfully, the deacon came around with the incense pot and immediately incensed the area where the boys were kneeling while the assembly tried in vain to stifle their laughter. (laughs) Oh, it's nice of him to bring the incense pot around. (laughs) That was nice. Uh, Next one, I was a sophomore in high school, so around 16, taking the last leg of my county sex ed class. It was a co-ed class or a co-ed day, so our full gym class of about 30 kids was in one room. Topic was STDs. The teacher mentioned oral sex a few times, and I guess which diseases can be spread through it. One guy, who was always pretty quiet and shy, raised his hand and said, I don't really understand how you can get an STD from talking about sex. (laughs) It took everyone, including the teacher, a few seconds to understand, but some quiet laughter came from the students. The teacher then, of course, had to explain as simply as she could that oral sex did not, in fact, mean talking about sex. I think the stupid bylaws of the program in our county didn't allow for her to fully disclose what it was. Anyway, we thought it was he was joking, but as he heard the laughter from everyone after getting this explained to him... He slowly put his head down and covered his face for the next few minutes. Poor guy. I felt I felt bad, but it was hard not to laugh. At least no one directly gave him shit afterward. Well, that's good. What, yeah. That's why they're there to learn about it. Exactly. But they have stuff they need to know. Aw, poor guy, though. <laughs> that would be embarrassing. It would be. Uh, we had a VP visiting our office. I'll call her VP Betty. She's a great role model and seems to be kind to everyone. The same can be said about my boss. I'll call her Boss Amy. Boss Amy is in her office. I know she likes to listen to books while working and has mentioned to me before how she likes romance novels. VP Betty walked into the office to talk to Boss Amy and and she grabbed her earbuds to take them out. The only thing I can guess is that she somehow disconnected them while the book was still playing loudly and just happened to be a very sexually graphic and intensely vulgar for a quiet office setting. <laughs> Things were throbbing, dripping, pounding, etc. <laughs> Boss Amy starts basically yelping, Oh, no, 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 stop! What's happening? I wasn't listening to this. Oh, my gosh, why won't it stop? <laughs> She's smashing the screen, hitting the volume and power buttons. It's still going. 
VP Betty has no idea what she's witnessing, but is clearly upset and shouting at Boss Amy to turn it off. Boss Amy is frantically hitting the phone on her desk at this point, probably preferring to break the phone and buy a new one to end this nightmare. At this point, it stops and Boss Amy huffs that she's so sorry and she didn't know what it was and how horrible and so on. Then it started back up again, (laughs) continuing with this very kinky, not safe for work story. (laughs) Finally, VP Betty just runs out of the office and closes the door to get this under control. A few minutes later, I peek my head in Boss Amy, packing up to go home. She says she's had enough for the day. (laughs) (laughs) That would be totally embarrassing. It would. Next one, I went to a small high school, so almost everyone knew everyone else. I know you read small high school, but I mean the entire 9th to 12th grade student body was about 85 people at the time. Two students, a guy and a girl, from for some reason, are talking mad shit to each other for a few weeks. No one remembers how it started. No one even asks why these two are constantly yelling or fighting with each other. So one day, the conflict conflict escalates to its obvious logical conclusion a dance battle (laughs) (laughs) it gets scheduled after both parties and their respective groupies apparently decide on a date and that it'll happen during a lunch period and how they want to do this wild thing the whole school shows up all 85 of us (laughs) cue the girl who brought out the biggest boombox and smallest piece of cardboard of all time so she could do the worst version of breakdancing the world has ever seen (laughs) i'm talking attempted head spins that go full 180 degrees crawling and writhing on the ground and saying what are you gonna do about it bitch (laughs) i'm fairly certain i recall her choice of song being nelly's hot in here She's 100% serious, which makes it even worse. The guy is completely unfazed. He's looking at her with the hardest death stare ever. It's worth mentioning at this point that this guy is essentially the class troll. He cannot stop fucking with people to save his life. So he stops the music, puts in his CD into the player, and what pops out of the speaker? The fucking traditional Hava Nagila. The song you can hear at every bar mitzvah known to mankind, and he starts doing a Russian dance. His crew is losing it. The girls' crew is laughing their asses off, and the main girl is visibly pissed. Everyone agreed he won the dance battle. (laughs) I don't even have to see it to know that that's true. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds like something you would see on a... TV show. Maybe it was. Or a movie. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) Uh, Next one. Community College, Tampa, 2009, Spanish class. Shy goth girl walks to the front of the class and plugs in her USB drive to boot up her computer to begin her presentation like the rest of us did. Except when she plugged it in, a file opened that was the most vile anime porn started playing. Everyone was mortified for her. It took maybe three to four seconds to turn it off, but the moment felt like forever. She said, this is my boyfriend's drive, and ran out. (laughs) The teacher just moved on. The girl didn't show her face for a week. Just an absolutely insane moment. (laughs) (laughs) Next one, middle school graduation dinner. One of the other students had asked ahead of time if they could sing. So while the rest of us are sitting at our tables eating, she gets up in front of us with a guitar and starts singing Blackbird by the the Beatles. 
I don't think I've ever heard her sing before. I have no idea why she wanted to. She was always one of the smartest people in our grade and achieved a lot academically, so I think maybe she thought that transferred over to musical talent. It was genuinely one of the worst things I'd ever heard in my life. She could not sing, even a little. Her voice shook on every word. It cracked. She was out of tune. Everyone had to stare down at their food while trying not to laugh in her face. I remember sitting next to my best friend and we kept glancing at each other like, what the fuck is happening right now? (laughs) Thinking of it now makes me laugh again. And I know if I called up my friend right now and sang Blackbird singing in the dead of (laughs) night, that he would start to laugh too. It became a joke in our class. She finished Blackbird and then decided to follow up with American Pie, which thankfully a lot of us knew the words to, and the teachers walk around, walked around encouraging us to sing together <laughs> to drown her out. <laughs> what the fuck? Why would you want to sing if you can't? Oh my god. Just really, like, confidence. That's, what, that's the only explanation. Oh my gosh. Next one, I was watching a lovely symphony orchestra concert at the Sydney Opera House one evening. The concert hall foyer has huge glass windows beneath the sails that overlook the harbor side. The sun hadn't quite set yet, and every audience member that was exiting the hall could see this incredibly drunk, middle-aged couple having sex on the bench outside. (laughs) Oh my gosh! What? (laughs) need to get out more. No shit, man. (laughs) Stuff is happening, and I don't even know about any of it. (laughs) Next one in high school, this really dorky kid challenged this drill sergeant wannabe teacher we had, saying he could do 20 push-ups easily. To put it simply, the kid was not fit. He was very lanky and clearly had no muscle. I really don't believe that before that day he had ever attempted a push-up in his life. He drops on the ground with an insane amount of blind confidence and goes to do a push-up. He gets halfway into the first push-up and his body makes this really loud multi-joints cracking sound. He struggles for another second and then I guess the strain caused him to fart really loudly (laughs) and he fell flat on his face. (laughs) He grunted and laid there for a second before getting off the floor. I was laughing so hard our teacher told me to leave the room. those were mine for the beginning okay this week i did uh stories about people that have been buried alive holy shit that's scary yeah a woman visiting a family tomb in faraz de busconsolas brazil in 2013, witnessed a body emerging from a grave, waving its arms. Shut the fuck up. After finally convincing the authorities to come to the cemetery, police rescued the man. They believed he was a former city hall worker who had been involved in a fight in another part of the city. Presumably, he passed out from his injuries and was taken to the graveyard. Oh, my. Like, they wouldn't double check? I don't know. It didn't sound like... It almost sounded like whoever he was in a fight with took him to the graveyard. Like they, he collapsed, and they were like, "Oops, oh well." I get maybe hiding their crime. What is this doing? How do you turn it off? I don't know. Sorry. 
Yeah, we have a bunch of noises that are not supposed to be on our podcast. So yeah, sorry. Like every week, sorry. In 2015, a 16-year-old Honduran girl was mistakenly buried alive. Her family reportedly heard screaming coming from inside her coffin and hurried to open it back up. Perez was rushed to the hospital, but she passed. According to relatives, her body was still warm and she had bruises on her fingertips. The glass viewing pane on her coffin had been smashed as well. Doctors believed she had suffered a severe panic attack, which temporarily stopped her heart, resulting in the initial pronouncement of her death. Oh, Holy, like, this isn't supposed to happen. No, 2015. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. In 1991, Shakare Khalili, the wealthy daughter of one of India's more prominent families, went missing. In May 1994, her skeletal remains were discovered by police in the courtyard of her own home. Her second husband had drugged her in her sleep, placed her on a mattress in a coffin-like box, and covered it with another mattress. One of Khalili's hands was found clutching the mattress that lay below her. The side of the box appeared to bear scratch marks as well. Oh my god, that's awful. That's, I just can't even imagine. No, I don't want to. That's awful. In 1893, a woman named Mrs. Boger suddenly died of unknown causes. Doctors confirmed her passing and she was promptly buried. A friend of Mrs. Boger's told her husband, Charles, that his wife had suffered from hysteria before he had met her and it was possible that she hadn't actually been dead. So Mr. Boger dug up his wife and found Mrs. Boger's body turned over. Oh my God. Her shroud and robes were shredded to pieces and the glass of her coffin lid was broken all over her body. Her skin was bloodied and scratched while her fingers were missing entirely. Oh my it was God. presumed that she chewed, the, chewed them off while trying, attempting to escape. Chewed them off? Like she must have been out of her mind or something. Oh my God, that's awful. In 1987, an Illinois publishing and media heir named Stephen Small was kidnapped and buried alive in a makeshift wooden box near the town of Kankakee. His assailants, a 30-year-old man named Danny Edwards and his 26-year-old girlfriend, Nancy Risch, crafted a plan to abduct him and keep him immobile underground while asking for a million dollars in ransom from his surviving family members. His kidnappers were able to provide the 39-year-old Mr. Small with minimal air, water, and light inside his homemade coffin via tubes, but he was left buried three feet under a sandy area and he suffocated after his breathing tube failed. Holy shit. One day in 1937, Angelo Hayes was riding his bike around France when he ran headfirst into a brick wall. He was declared dead on the spot before being quickly buried. In the nearby town of Bordeaux, an insurance company became suspicious after realizing that Angelo's father had recently insured his son's life for 200,000 francs, and an inspector was sent to investigate the claim. The inspector had Angelo's body exhumed just two days after he had been buried to confirm the cause of death, and was shocked to discover that Angelo was still alive. Oh my god. When the doctor removed the shroud, he found Angelo's body warm and his heart barely beating. He was immediately taken to a hospital where he endured several operations and extensive 
rehabilitation before making a full recovery and inventing the security coffin. Holy shit. That's terrifying. So, were they trying to say that his dad did something to him? Because Yeah, I think it, it said that he basically... Like, drugged him and wanted to bury him to tell the insurance company that he died so he could get the money. And then he was going to get his son, like, back. To me, that's what it sounded like. Hmm. And But then, like, they investigated instead of just giving him the money. Yeah. And they discovered that, yeah, he's still alive. That's fucked up. Hmm. One fearful story of premature burial comes from a pamphlet entitled The Most... Lamentable and Deplorable Accident. A London butcher named Lawrence Cawthorn fell fatally ill in 1661, and his landlady was eager for his swift demise so that she could inherit his belongings. (laughs) She saw to it that he was quickly pronounced dead without a doctor's consultation and buried at a nearby chapel. Not long after his entombment, Visitors and mourners heard screams and shrieks coming from the grave. Oh, my God. When they dug him up, he had he had passed out. But Cawthorn's shroud was completely shredded. His eyes were swollen and his head was bloodied from where he'd beaten it against the coffin. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine being at someone's funeral and all of a sudden hearing screams coming from? That would be a nightmare. For everyone. Yeah. Mainly the person in the coffin, yes. but, you know. <laughs> yeah, everyone involved would be traumatized, for sure. <laughs> in 1993, a 24-year-old South African man named Sifo William something and his fiance were involved in a severe car accident. Although Sifo's fiance survived, Sifo was so badly injured that he was declared dead by responders following the accident. Afterwards, he was placed in a metal box for burial in the Johannesburg mortuary. For two days and nights, he remained in the box until he woke in a confused daze and began to scream for help. Luckily, some of the workers at the morgue were around to let him out of the box, and he survived the whole ordeal. Oh my gosh, that is insane. In Janu- on January 10, 1884, Anna Hockwalt of Dayton, Ohio, went downstairs to the kitchen after dressing on the day of her brother's wedding, and was found dead shortly afterwards, sitting in a chair with her head leaning against the wall. The wedding went on, and her death was determined to be the result of a sympathetic heart palpitation, combined with her naturally nervous disposition. Hawkwalt was buried in Woodland, but her friends feared that she'd been buried alive because her ears bore a remarkably natural color, they shared their suspicions with Hawkwalt's parents, who finally had her disinterred. When her coffin was opened, she was dead, but she was on her right side, her fingers chewed to the bone, and her hair pulled from her head. Holy shit. That story has so many disturbing aspects, but the wedding went on? Yeah, that's a... <laughs> I was reading it, I was like, what? That's well, so rude. And they just closed the door to the kitchen, and I was like, well... We're we'll everyone's take care of that here. later. Everyone's already here. <laughs> <laughs> How inconvenient for you to die on wedding day. Seriously. Rude. <laughs> you could just sit right here until we're done. Yeah. You think about what you did. <laughs> oh, 
wealthy New Yorker James Wrigley was buried at Pendleton in February 1899 after being in a trance state for three days. He had taken out several life insurance policies, which prompted an autopsy request to ascertain his cause of death. According to a local paper, the glass covering the casket was broken and the distorted features of the corpse, the position of his hands and feet, together with a number of blood spots on his face, showed that he was buried alive. And this is my last one. In 1851, Virginia MacDonald lived with her father in New York City when she became ill, died, and was buried in Greenwood Cemetery, Brooklyn. After the burial, her mother declared her belief that her daughter had not actually perished. After exhuming the the coffin, they discovered Virginia's body lying on its side with the hands badly bitten and scratches on the inside of the coffin. It was so, so weird that there were multiple people chewing on their fingers. Like, what is that? I don't know. It's just got to be like... Like, that's how mad they were? I don't know. I, I mean... I couldn't imagine getting to that point in your mind where chewing on your fingers sounds like a good idea. Yeah, you just have to totally be out of your mind. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. But that's all I got. All right. Okay, this week I did some unexplainable paranormal encounters, hopefully that we haven't done before. Okay. First one, it was late afternoon and I had just finished putting the shopping, the food shopping order through online. My daughter was sitting at the dining table, so I told her what I'd ordered for her, and she said, Thanks, Mom. I like, I like those ones. A few, mom- a few moments later, my husband came downstairs and asked me who I was talking to. I said, My daughter, but I hadn't looked up from my phone by that point. He said, She's been upstairs playing for the last hour or so. I was up there with her. I put my phone down and saw no one was sitting at the dining table. I still can't figure out who or what was sitting at the table that day, but it certainly wasn't my daughter. That's weird. Yeah. That would freak me out. Yeah. And then it's again, like, is that something that they made up because they thought she was there and that's like most likely what she would have said? And like, is it just our minds? I don't know. Weird. It probably, in some cases, it probably is. Probably. Like when people hear someone coming home when they expect them to, but they hadn't actually gotten there yet. Yeah. Weird. I don't know. Next one. One night, my mom. (laughs) My mom. (laughs) My wife and I were putting together an Ikea bookshelf after we moved into a new apartment. Before we got started, we laid everything out in front of us in our empty living room. I looked down to read the instructions and start putting the thing together, but the screws were gone. We couldn't find them anywhere. We looked under all the pieces of the boxes, etc., but they were gone. As we were about to give up for the night, we noticed that the screws were right on top of one of the shelf pieces. We didn't think much of it, so we started putting the bookshelf together. Near the end of the steps, we all of a sudden got a strong whiff of, a cigar, of cigar smoke coming into the room. At that moment, we turned over the particle board to nail on the bookshelf, and there was a fresh circular burn mark on the back of it. We like to joke that the ghost of Ikea came home with us that night and has been hiding things ever since. <laughs> Next one, in college, I was sleeping in my dorm and woke up at 3 a.m. really thirsty. When I opened the door, the light from the hallway illuminated my roommate asleep in in her bed. This was a little weird because she normally slept at her boyfriend's, but I just had to remember to open and shut the door quickly when I got back so I wouldn't wake her. 
On my way back in, I saw her turn over in bed when the light hit her. I was a little scared I woke her up, so I mumbled an apology and went back to sleep. She wasn't there the next morning, but she had class. Uh, but when she got back to the dorm, I asked her when she got in last night because I hadn't heard her. That's when she told me she wasn't there last night at all. Yeah. Turns out she had gone to her mom's place over three hours away. She even showed me pictures she took to prove it. Our doors lock automatically, and I checked them every night. I don't know what was in her bed that night, but I was terrified it would come back. Okay, so even if it was like a ghost or whatever, why would they come just to yeah. sleep in someone's bed? What is that? That makes me think, and you know, like we've said so many times where people see one thing in their life and then like nothing else. I think... I think it has something to do with residual shit going on all the time or like our timelines are not what we think that they are and they're all going on at the same time and we just happen to tap Sometimes in. Sometimes there's just a glitch. Something, yeah. Something. Yeah, that makes more sense than a ghost. Taking a nap? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why? What? <laughs> yeah. What? That's fucking weird. Uh, next one, it was 7 p.m. in early winter, so the sun had already gone down. I was heading home through campus after getting some groceries and paused at a stop sign by a popular campus breakfast spot. There wasn't too much going on, but I thought I saw someone trying to cross the street ahead of me, so I waited for them to go. It didn't take me long to realize that I'd made a mistake. The thing in front of me had been kind of hunched over, like a person picking something up, but when it stood up, it was obvious that it wasn't human at all. Its eyes reflected in my headlights like an animal, and it moved very un in a very unhuman way. Like someone had shoved it into a human-like suit that didn't fit quite right. I noped out of there and refused to drive home after dark again. Ugh, I would, too. Yeah. Next 20 years ago, I was spending the night at my boyfriend's apartment. He had two housemates. One was out with his girlfriend, and the other was working at the night shift. I was heading to the bathroom, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw the guy who was supposed to be at work sitting on the sofa, looking in my direction. I figured his shift had ended, but when I came back out of the bathroom, he was no longer there. Whatever, I just assumed he had gone to bed. The next morning, I was making breakfast when he came through the front door. I asked him why he was so quiet last night, and he looked at me like I had lost my marbles. He said he wasn't home last night, his shift was from 7 to 7. And he just now finished. So who was sat on the sofa? Hmm. Creeper McCreeperson? Maybe, or, uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> I grew up in a big Victorian house in Australia. One morning, I woke up and could hear the family having breakfast. Voices, cups, plates clinking, and the usual sounds. I wondered why my parents hadn't woke me up, so I got up and went down the hall toward the kitchen. The noise got louder and louder the closer I got. However, the kitchen door was shut, which is really unusual. We never shut it. So I pushed it open. The second I stepped into the room, the noises stopped abruptly, like a radio being turned off, and the room was completely still and empty. I ran back down the hall, looking into the rooms as I went, and it was early in the morning, and everyone was still asleep in bed. I told my mom, but she wrote it off as me having an overactive imagination. This happens about four times, and it was certainly not my imagination. That is so creepy. It is. For the all the noise to stop as soon as you open a door. Yeah. What is that? So weird. Next one, when I was in college, I was in the shower and heard my girlfriend's voice 
from right outside the bathroom. She was calling to me saying, where are you? I need you. There was a small frosted glass window next to the tub, which was partially open. I thought she was standing right at right outside. I called to her. I'm in the shower. I'll be right there. I hurriedly rinsed off and threw on clothes. When I went outside, she was nowhere to be found. This is in the days before cell phones, so I called her house. She was there. Long story short, she had been home the whole time. She had been in an argument with her parents and was up in her room crying. At the same time I heard her outside my bathroom, she was saying those exact words from her bedroom miles away from my home. Ooh. That's weird. Hmm. It's like a psychic connection. Yeah. Next one, my dad worked nights when I was a kid and would get home every night at 12.08 a.m. like clockwork. Or my mom would always wait up for him, but this particular night she fell asleep on the couch and had a very vivid dream. She dreamt that she walked out into the backyard and found my dad staring up into the sky at a weird light. They were both transfixed by the sight. Suddenly she woke up with a start and realized it was 12.20 and she had not heard my dad come home. She looked in the driveway and saw his truck, so she went to the backyard to look for him. There he stood, staring in, at the, into the sky at a strange light like he was hypnotized. She, too, became frozen in place, watching the light. Eventually, the light zoomed off, and they went back to normal. Neither had realized that almost an hour had passed. Ooh. That's creepy. It's weird that she would have the dream. Yeah. And, and then, actually... That is weird. Yeah, that's weird. For years and years, people would tell me I was someplace when I wasn't. My twin apparently had the same backpack as me, which was a Native American-inspired blanket bag. My friends told me they saw me on a different university campus with the exact same book bag, right down to the noticeable stain on the back. The thing was that at the time they saw me, I was on a different campus and had proof of it. My favorite account, though, was the time my grandmother thought I had ditched school. She was furious. She walked right up to me and pulled my twin over and started to chew me out for ditching school. She realized almost immediately that while this person looked like me, something about them was slightly different. She apologized to them. The funny thing about that was prior to that, she didn't believe I had a twin when I told her. The last time I heard about this twin was two years ago, and apparently he was in front of me at a drive-thru. Ironically, we ordered the same thing. The poor cashier was so confused because she said she had just given me my order. She seriously thought I had tricked her, but I swear I didn't. Only thing that was different was his car was, was black while my car is green. Hmm. That's strange. Well, they say that everyone has a twin. Yeah. But to find yourself in the same town or whatever. Yeah. Behind them in a drive-thru. Yeah. Yeah. That's creepy. Next one. Several years ago, when my now husband and I were in our early 20s, we were driving around in his car in the country for something to do. It was particularly dark that night, maybe around 8 p.m., and it was raining. Suddenly, there was a bright flash of light. The next thing we knew, about 15 minutes had passed, and we were in the same place on the road. There were no houses around and no other vehicles. We don't really believe in aliens, but neither of us can explain what happened that night. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. At least it wasn't like 15 hours like normal. No, I know. Next one, my older brother died in August of 1999. I was living in California at the time, and he had been living with our parents in North Carolina. My parents shipped his body to Ohio, where we are originally from, and that's where we had his funeral. A day or so after, we were all sitting in my aunt's house, which is way out 
in farm country. It was dark and it was probably around 10 p.m. The curtains in the back were open and we could see the wooden swing set in the backyard. My blood ran cold as I saw my brother standing there, leaning against the playset with his arms crossed, watching us. He was wearing jeans and an old red plaid shirt he had and had a baseball cap. I didn't say anything until the next day, and my dad told me he saw him too. Ooh. Holy shit. Came for a visit? Yeah. Checking in on everybody. Next one, we have a ghost. We have a ghost that my friends refer to as my kitchen bay. Years and years ago, I lived in my car, but would occasionally couch hop with friends. I went to a friend's house to have a shower and sleep on a real bed while he was at work and his roommate was home. They lived in a house that was remodeled a remodeled old farmhouse on a swath of, swath of land surrounded by fields and ponds. It was a creepy house, but it was during the day, so I was only slightly unnerved hanging out there. I fell asleep and had about of sleep paralysis. Even though I couldn't look around, I knew someone was in the room with me. After what seemed like ages, I was finally able to look up to the head of the bed and standing beside it was a girl, roughly 10 to 12 years old, wearing an old style floor length sleeping gown and sleeping cap, just staring at me. I woke up my friend's roommate shaking. I woke up to my friend's roommate shaking me awake and telling me I was screaming bloody murder in my sleep. Shortly after my friend got home, we told them both what I saw. I told them both what I saw. Why can't I read? <laughs> they laughed because the girl I saw was a regular appearance in the house. Apparently, the family that lived on the land hundreds of years ago lost a daughter that drowned in a, in a pond. She has stuck with me ever since. It's been about 20 years now. Every place I've ever lived, she stays in the kitchen. I've concluded that this is because she doesn't like carpeted floors. My kids have both seen her while dreaming and described her just as I saw her. My ex on more than one occasion would get up in the middle of the night because he would hear light footsteps or cabinets opening in the and closing in the kitchen. I've had friends over wonder why they would hear the occasional clank of silverware moving or things being shifted around. We've all gotten used to her and she'll even keep cats entertained occasionally. I'll watch them stare into a void and then jump around as if they're chasing an invisible string being waved in front of them. Hella creepy at first, and now just a part of our everyday lives. Hmm. My boyfriend was driving on a highway about two weeks ago, and traffic was slowing down because a cop had pulled someone over with a trailer on the side of the road. A silver car next to us swerved toward us, so much so that I gasped and braced for impact, but they never hit us. The weird part? The cop car and vehicle with the trailer were completely gone. The silver car was in its own lane, and my boyfriend and I were both absolutely confused because he never took his eyes off the road and could not explain how the cop and trailer just disappeared into thin air. I swear the silver car should have hit us. I think we may have died in another timeline. Hmm. That's so crazy. And the last one. My sister and I saw an alien when we were kids. A UFO landed in the field across from our house. Something got out and it walked away toward the cornfield. We flipped out and even made my dad go out and check. A few years ago, we were watching the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode about the men in black and my sister got very uncomfortable. I asked why and she explained that as a child, she had a dream about the scenario I just described. I looked at her and said, no, I was there too, remember? We were so scared we played Barbie computer games to calm down. 
Blood drained from her face because in that moment she knew for sure it wasn't a dream. Yeah. That gave me the chills. I know. Okay, it's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, witty wrap up. Just did uh, tweets. If you're cremated after you die, you can be put into an hourglass and continue to participate in family game night. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you want me to get a husband? The thing that killed everyone on Dateline? <laughs> is so true i watched so many of those like where they're solving a case and they tell you about it or whatever it's always the husband or the boyfriend always yeah always (laughs) adulthood is emailing sorry for the delayed response back and forth until one of you dies If I ever had a wedding, I would give certain guests a minus one where they get to pick another guest and disinvite them. So today I was looking at a girl because she had a piece of lettuce in her hair and she looks at me and says, I have a boyfriend. Okay, lettuce head. (laughs) 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 Me opens mouth to scream into the void. The void. Sorry, man, we're full up. Me, what? The void. There's no more room. We're teeming with screams. Me, but the (laughs) void. We are at capacity, sir. Try a pillow. (laughs) I get that. That's probably accurate. (laughs) (laughs) There are too many kinds of spiders. I'm sick of this shit. (laughs) Agreed. Why anxiety? I'm just sitting here. (laughs) Oh my God, same. (laughs) Every morning, my two-year-old sits up in bed and yells, Help! I woke up! And I think we can all relate. Yeah. (laughs) Inspiring. This CEO saw one of his employees digging through the dumpster for food, so he bought her a headlamp to make it easier to sift it through the garbage. Nice. (laughs) Need new crush to distract me from old crush, who replaced old crush, who I only crushed on to get over old, old, old crush. (laughs) Whatever gets you through the day. Most cutting thing you can say is, who's this clown? Because it implies they're A, a a clown, and B, not even one of the better known clowns. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Grandma. Can you pick me up from my rap battle? It's over. No, I lost. He saw you drop me off and did a pretty devastating rhyme about it. At the gym, I said subscription instead of membership, and the girl replied with, LOL, this isn't a pharmacy. Bitch, that's a prescription. We're both stupid. Me, can I get a Bloody Mary, bartender, a what? Me, Bloody Mary, bartender, a what? Me, Bloody Mary, bartender, me, oh no. (laughs) He 
said it three times. <laughs> That's silly. <laughs> I forgot forgot you can't make depression jokes outside of Twitter. Laugh my ass off. My coworker was like, You ready for this year to be over? I was like, I'm ready for this life to be over. He was like, Bro, what? <laughs> oh shit. You you let your weird slip out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that at work. No. Men writing women characters. She was beautiful, but didn't know it. She was 5'7 and 101 pounds. Her feet were size 3. Her hat size was infant. She's never thrown up even once. Her period lasted 45 minutes. Her top was (laughs) see-through. Oh, my God. If you unplug the Wi-Fi box for one second, the whole house act like they bout to die. You'll see people come out... Rooms you ain't never seen before. (laughs) That was typed really weird. (laughs) So pissed at whoever smoked pot in my mom's garage. She just smelled it and flipped out. Not funny. Told her if I catch them around here again, I'll beat their ass. Who would do this on Christmas Eve of all days? Don't worry, Mom. I'm on the case. (laughs) How dare they? (laughs) I'll get them. Who are they? (laughs) I'm just going to be on the garage thinking it over. (laughs) I'm going to look for clues. <laughs> I'm going to start telling guys I know a spot and then drop them off at a therapist. <laughs> hey, that's a great idea. Actually, any human would work. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, Kevin McAllister could have phoned the police at any time. He was a child who had accidentally been left alone. One call and he would have made... Would have been safe, but it was never about safety. He was hunting those men. He wanted them to die. It was fun for him. He enjoyed it. Oh, my. <laughs> that wouldn't make for a very good movie if he just no. called the police. It's fucking Christmas. Let him beat up some burglars. Those movies are so good. They are. Well, the f- one and two. All the re- There's like four or five of them now. There's a bunch of them now. Oh, there is? Yeah. It's not with Macaulay Culkin. Oh. But the first two are with him and uh, Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci. Yes, those were the best Yeah, definitely. At a bar, guy, did it hurt? Me, what? Guy, when you fell walking in, I saw you fall on your face. Everyone saw. (laughs) Well, just drop it. I don't know what you're talking about. I hate when my touch ID doesn't work on my phone. Like, come on, you already know it's me with the little chicken tenders grease. <laughs> my therapist, you're a good person. Me, oh no, I've tricked you too. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> my plan is working. <laughs> Waiter, there's a reflection of a sad and lonely man in my soup. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, get it out of there. <laughs> 10 p.m. at your parents' house as an adult feels like 3 a.m. at your own apartment. (laughs) My girlfriend told me to take a spider out instead of killing it. We went and had some drinks. Cool guy. Wants to be a lawyer. That's stupid. (laughs) My 10-year-old niece just said, My guess is if horseradish were alive, it would be non-binary, and she's going to to absolutely slay on Twitter as soon as she's old enough. (laughs) My flight was delayed a few times. The pilot just got on and apologized and said, Don't worry about the time, folks. We're going to fly this thing like we stole it. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) 
You know those sex houses? The little wooden houses with the hole for your dick that people hang in trees? Apparently those are for birds. climbing a tree trying to get up there to get to <laughs> But this is for me, right? Why do they make it so inconvenient? <laughs> oh my god. That's stupid. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Just heard a guy at the dog park tell his dog no, then more quietly, we talked about this. <laughs> That's so funny. You know people let me. It's dead serious, too. We talked about this. Don't make me tell you again. I do that, too. Every time I take chunks out, I'm like, okay, hurry up and no barking. <laughs> and then the, the asshole goes out there and immediately starts to bark. So he comes back in. I was like, what did I tell you? <laughs> like, he knows what I'm saying. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I explained gluten allergy to my grandma, and she sighed and told me they ate leather belts during World War II to keep from starving. Oh my god, that's so true! <laughs> what are you talking about? I know. Do you imagine going out to the field? I just can't today. My anxiety is through the roof, and like this, this corn will be here tomorrow. <laughs> it just didn't happen. <laughs> Me, raise his hand. My date, again, that's not necessary. <laughs> and my last one. The Great British Baking Show shouldn't should not start with 12 bakers. It should start with 13. A baker's dozen. Yeah. What the fucking fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I got. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Send in your stories. We need them. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook, request to join the group, rate, review, and subscribe, and we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.